comes from the inside out. When we're living congruently with our values, there's happiness because there is that sense of wholeness. Is wholeness is when the way of your being matches the truth of your being. Janessa was initiated by the elder of the Inca Medicine School in Quico, Peru, as a result of a life-changing multi-year adventure. This shamanic wisdom has been passed down to her, and it is her life purpose to share this energy healing medicine with her Earth family in their own soul's journey, sharing the love and ceremonial healing as it was shared with her. You will love her spirit and come to honor the healing powers of the Earth as she shares her love of Pachumama, or Mother Earth, and how she found her own healing. So tell me a little bit about... I love that you said that because that's exactly what this is. Even all of these colors, these textiles, they're a reflection of ancient wisdom that comes from the earth. And so the modality, the energy medicine that I work with is here in the West, we would call it shamanic energy healing, um, but connected to South America, it's actually Andean wisdom Um Pampa Masayoke Paco path. And so what a Pampa Masayoke is is a caretaker of the spirits of nature. And we as a as a Paco, a Pampa Masayoke, we help keep balance to the three dimensions. And so there's a couple of things I want to touch on because firstly everything is alive and with a spirit. So mm-hmm. we might physically see Mother Earth, we might see the stars but they actually all have a spirit associated with them mm-hmm. some are female and some are um male so you think of like mother earth she's a female mm-hmm. spirit um the sun is like a male spirit and um through my work through my initiations through the lineage that i study with the the apaza family lineage from kiko's peru mm-hmm. um the inca medicine school they passed on this wisdom to me through initiation mm-hmm. Um, And then from there, I've been spending the last couple of years developing relationships with these spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually who I call on to come and do healings for people. And so um, when I say that I work with the three dimensions, we have the lower world. And the lower world is a place of cleansing. It's deep waters. Mm -hmm. There's also spirits that are associated um, with that dimension. And then we have... Pachamama, Mother Earth, the dimension that we're in with the mountains, the animals, the plants. Mm -hmm. Um, That's this world. And then we have the upper world, which is the stars, the moon, and the sky. Mm -hmm. A lot of the source of diseases and imbalance comes because of an imbalance of energy within our system. And so in the Andean tradition, they call it hucha, heavy energy. So there's Mm no Mm -hmm. um, good or bad energies. It's just light or heavy. And so Mm -hmm. when we have a toxic buildup of like for example, stress, Mm -hmm. that's going to start making us sick and then we're clinging and we're holding on to it and then it's limiting our capacity to find solutions. Mm -hmm. And so working with the spirits of nature, I can call on them and assist and facilitate something like a cleansing, which helps bring back balance to a person's being. So we're 
there's it's a ritualistic space where mm-hmm. I call in the sacred spirits, facilitate the cleansing, send that hener- that heavy energy out of the body and into the sacred waters, and then the waters and the elements actually will transform it into new light. Mm-hmm. And then it also, if you think about it, if we're clearing out heavy energy, all that heavy energy that's been holding up all of the space, mm-hmm. now that's gone, so then you can be filled back up with light energies. Right. So that's the path that I walk. It's a it's a path of light, cleansing, being of service, um, working in Aini. That's another important principle. So Aini is right reciprocity. It's right relationship. It's giving back. And I was actually thinking about this before um, we sat down today. Is like, you know, for example, if you're going to go like borrow someone's car Mm -hmm. if you do that without permission like Mm -hmm. it causes problems right (laughs) right but if you go and you ask permission and then you can receive it maybe fill Mm -hmm. up the gas tank Mm -hmm. and you're giving back right so it's a give and a take it's give and receive yeah exactly and so part of why the earth is so sick right now is because we're extracting Mm -hmm. from her we're not honoring her we're not even remembering her like Mm -hmm. You know, we say prayers all the time to bless our food and give gratitude and call yeah. on God, but Mother Earth is the one that gives right. us that sustenance, that food. And so mm-hmm. we have forgotten her. Mm-hmm. And this path that I walk is to re-remember, to work in that reciprocity. And and it's not just in relation, not in just human relationships, mm-hmm. but in all relationships. Are right. we giving and receiving to animals? Are we giving and receiving to the earth? What about the sun who is always giving us mm-hmm. light? Are we remembering them? Are we remembering to give back to set um, mm-hmm. intentions? Yeah. So I wanted to back up. So there, so everything that has a spirit, so is, is are they individual? Like, you know, like everything has their individual or are there certain types that belong in just groups of things? Do you know what I mean? Like do the stars all have the same spirit or do they, Mm -mm. so So they're they're all like individuals. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, um, the lower world, that place of cleansing sacred waters, Mm -hmm. there is, we call them angels in the Andean tradition. And so it's Mama Serena and she's like a mother mermaid. And the Mm -hmm. legend is that, when she takes a deep breath and goes, she actually will blow a rainbow. Okay, so there's that female aspect, and then there's Inca Waskar, which is also the counterpart, and they're essentially like king and queen of the mm-hmm. the lower world that help us that are here to be of service and support us in those cleansings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's really cool to explore, for example, Mother Earth in the Andean tradition, um, the oldest name for Mother Earth is Donea Mojia, mm-hmm. and that's her spirit, mm-hmm. right? But then if you want to expand even further on that, there's female um, mountains and there's male mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, depending on where you visit, like Apuasangate in Peru, for example, mm-hmm. he's a male uh, mountain. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. another Apu, Apu Coyoriti. He's uh-huh. a male mountain. There's Miller Park here in Utah. That's a male mountain. Mm-hmm. Bountiful to me is female. Um, mm-hmm. So every mountain can be male or female and have their own independent spirit. Yeah. Um, another cool thing that with this lineage is that they have taught me that 
we're not all male and female. It's actually one and one equals two. So mm-hmm. we're part female and we're part masculine. And then mm-hmm. you'll start to see that out in nature that everything is reflected as that too. Yeah. So to answer your question, I mean, the sun has its own right. spirit um, that is male. The The moon has a female spirit. Different mm-hmm. stars um, in the cosmology of the Andean tradition we all come from the Pleiadians or Venus, and the Pleiadians are a female energy okay. that help with our creation. Uh-huh. I've yeah. heard that before. I just challenge people to go in a space. You could be, you can even be indoors just looking out at nature, and if you will just pause for a minute. In fact, Eckhart Tolle talks about this, just being with a flower or something for a minute and unnaming it for, for a minute, and it's like it really is wild to connect with the spirit of the earth or of of a of something that comes from the earth you know I remember driving along the forest one day I was on the back of a motorcycle so I was out in it you know and we were there was trees just everywhere and all of a sudden I felt just this magnitude of this this tree saying Mm -hmm. like look at me Mm -hmm. and then there was a small tree and it's like that one said hey look at me Mm -hmm. And then I looked down on the ground and there was less like a track of, of grass, like along the edge of the road, right? And like one blade of grass, look at me. Mm-hmm. And it was like the, one of the most amazing lessons because they didn't, there was no comparison to the other one. It was, it was like, they're just fully themselves. And then and they're like, yeah, he's great. You know what I mean? He's great too. Like it was like there just was there zero comparison between the, you know, this one blade of grass, the smaller tree and the big grass were all fully like thrilled about themselves and thrilled about everything else, you know, this, this feeling. And it was just like, you know, it's one of those things where it happens almost in a moment of time, but like so much taught, taught me in that moment of time, like that I've never forgotten this how the earth has so much to teach us if we will stop and like be with it for a minute Mm -hmm. you know and that's what I love about these ancient traditions is because they that's what they've learned to do that's or they haven't even learned they know it so right they're with it yeah they live it so I love everything that you share because it's that re-remembering that we are not separate from the earth and that they're very much alive just like we are. Yeah. So what I, what I want to add to that is that, um, what's really fascinating is that one of my elders, Don Husto, he was actually born in a cave up in the high Andes. So he's Mm -hmm. part of that lineage that when the Spanish came and invaded Peru, they Mm -hmm. fled. And then it was just, um, their families and nature and just communication with nature and so, um, and then also my other teacher, Don Alejandro, he never learned how to read, mm. but he is the wisest, most heart-centered man mm. that I know. But everything that he learned, he learned by being present in his life. Yeah. So just to speak to what you're saying, that everything is alive. And yeah. Oh, some things, when you are quiet down and you learn something, it's like, I was not reading a book. <laughs> But I learned mm-hmm. something very profound. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, I think the word shamanism uh, to me has become, you know, I, I've heard that a lot. You know, like it's a shamanic, you know, like I did my seven-month shamanic walk. So <clears throat> I have some rights of, of it within shamanism. And 
I use, you know, I use a lot of what I learned in that shamanic walk in what I do as well. But um, yeah, it's a hard to define kind of a thing. And, and it's something that um, people think they know about, you know, or think, think it's so strange or whatever. But once you go into the place and be with somebody that works with, with the earth, it just changes you. Like it just mm. changes who you are. It calms, calms you. In fact, I wanted to even say, you know, we might say that word, you know, I can't remember what you called it. Just that negative energy or whatever that we're trying to imbalance even that, that part, you know, like I think in the Western world, we'd call that straight stress and anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Like we would call it stress and anxiety. It's like, it's that, that word stress is such this big word but we all kind of understand what it means but it could be work stress it could be all this stuff so Do you know to what I mean? me stress is living in our minds right for sure that is what causes stress i mean hard things happen and it is going to have like an impact on our nervous system right and when we're sitting there trying to figure it out from our minds, mm-hmm. we're just re-imprinting the experience. Right. We need to get out into nature. We need to be connecting with our hearts. And that's right. when the resources come in and right. the healing. Yeah. And the lessons. And the lessons. And that's the thing is like people can identify with if you go somewhere and de-stress, you will feel better. A hundred percent. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. that is it. So not to get caught up on any of the words, the vocabulary words. Another thing I love what, that you brought up, um, you know, that it's a ritualistic kind of modality. It's ceremony. It's ceremony. I teach all the time that spiritual side of who we are, which is the non-physical connected person, like it lives and breathes spiritually ritual and ceremony because human beings love ceremony right <laughs> yeah and and we don't even like i love having somebody to talk with us about because we don't even pay attention to the rituals and ceremonies that we do have we don't take them for what they are for instance i was just watching queen elizabeth ii's funeral and I, I'm watching it going, what does that mean? Like, you know, like, what does that particular hat mean? What is that particular thing? All of its symbolism and and the way they mm-hmm. moved and the way they did stuff. It was ceremony and ritual. And the, the truth is, is that in ceremony and ritual, yes, there's meaning behind it. But I also get to bring in myself, you know, what it means, what's meaningful to me or what's symbolic for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so amazing because it's... And that's why I say it's in the the spiritual part of of ourselves because it isn't a physical concrete thing. You know what I mean? Like that's it's representative, yeah, an expression of our soul, right? And how do you even just begin to write that into physical form or words? You couldn't even begin to describe that with twenty six letters. Do you know what I mean? In words, it's like beyond. It's beyond. It's a feeling. Yes, it's a lived experience. Yes, and so when you go into a place where there's ritual and ceremony, it's it's feeding you in a way that we just aren't used to being fed. I think, but it's it's so nourishing. It's nourishing. Yeah, and it's stepping into timelessness outside of ordinary time and space and it opens us up to receive yeah yeah it does it it's yeah and even that i would say what you just said is like it really helps you give permission to yourself to receive 
enough that you almost, like we talked about, then you almost have, it's like that breath in and then you've got to breathe out. So then you give. Do you know what I mean? And then Egg, the constant exchange. Of yes, mm-hmm. yes. I yeah. So I, I think it's something we in the West miss out on. We don't. You know, in a graduation ceremony, we don't talk about or think about. There was there's a specific song that's played. There's 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 right. there's clothing that's worn, and we just go and sit there, and we don't sit there and think. Why is that significant? We just are in a different stage, and I think we need to get back to. Our roots. Mm-hmm. You know, we at some point we had some ritual and ceremony, but we've just kind of left it behind because we want that ritual and ceremony to be right, correct, and true. But that's not even the point. Like, it's an experience. It's it's a living thing. It's beyond words. It's beyond, you know. And, and I love the way in your practice you even move it into different worlds, you know. You've got... And it's not bad, and it's not good. None it's, of it's bad. Right. It's a path of light. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a tool. It's a learning. It's it's a place to find yourself. It way. is. I mean, I feel like that that's what this medicine does, is that it finds... Okay, so imagine you have, like, this garden, and you're trying to plant these, like, beautiful things and grow these beautiful things, but if you have a bunch of weeds in there... And you and it's subconscious, you don't even realize that it's there. Well, these spirits of nature are going to come in and literally support you in pulling out that that no longer serves you. All of the weeds, mm. the the debris, <laughs> the the poison, the sickness, right. um, the conditioning, all of that that's causing um, disharmony within you and disharmony in your world, they're gonna assist you in letting it go. And it's so cool because I think a lot of the times we think we're going to talk through mm-hmm. something until we get an answer. And like, and to, to me, the, the talking and the understanding seems to come um, later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think I wanted to ask you to like the, you know, just to bring awareness to like that everybody, all of us have it there's no judgment in having the weeds like we all have our weed. we, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. just have the weeds totally and we're human yes <laughs> like, we're gonna have weeds yeah and I, yeah. I think that's one barrier people have is because they i find is people have to it's like they have to accept their weakness and i just want to be like it weakness is i got it you know what i mean like i mm. we we don't get to this point of well, maybe at some point, but it's a, it's the journey about it. It's not the destination. Do you it's, know what I mean? What is it teaching you? Yeah. What's the lesson? Yeah. But yeah, the spirits of nature will come in and they'll support you. So if like something, if you have like this weed that's making you sick, they're going to come and support you in unwinding mm-hmm. that and letting it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To bring more balance and harmony to your being, to your life. Right. Like, I had a soul retrieval from um, Don Rolapaza last weekend, and it was wow. wild because, and this is something that I've been fortunate enough to be trained in, but when we go through these like shocking incidences um, and we can't integrate the experience, our soul will actually fracture and leave. Mm-hmm. And then Pachamama, Mother Earth, she's like a magnet, and so part of the, the aspect of ourself will actually just go to wherever that incident happened. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to me to see my behavior and my journey of like searching, 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 Mm -hmm. searching, learning the next thing, trying to find the next thing that's going to help me feel whole again. And Mm -hmm. then through this ceremony, 
Mm-hmm. And Don Rollo made an offering to the earth on my name and then asked Mother Earth to release these parts of me back to me. Mm-hmm. And during that ceremony, I could feel it. I had mm-hmm. all these like flashes across my my eyes and I could feel myself entering my life force energy mm-hmm. um, coming back into different parts of my body, like my belly, my throat, my heart. And once the ceremony was over, I was just like, oh my gosh, like what was missing was me. Mm-hmm. But that's how powerful the spirits of nature are. Yeah. They're going to help bring you back to you, mm-hmm. to your true essence, to the earth, to your mm-hmm. natural state of being, to be in right relationship and harmony. Wow, wow, wow. So where did this begin? What? Where did... so? yeah you know this is like where what how did this how did your particular shamanism or path or whether it's for you or but let's talk first about it the the modality itself like where does it come from yeah so this particular lineage that Mm -hmm. i study with that i have been initiated by it's don alejandro apaza he's the creator of the inca medicine school and they are from kiko's peru so the very high high andean mountains Mm -hmm. so for me and my tradition you don't just take the class and move on i have these lifelong relationships with the lineage that i get to maintain and that they get to maintain as well it's not just take my money and now I'm a shaman. It's right. literally a way of life. It's like joining a family. Like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you the lineage is a good word for it. You become part of the it's lineage. It's the lineage. And you just went and spent time there. I did. I was there for about 2 weeks. I had finished up my training and I got to be fully immersed in the experience and visit sacred sites and make offerings and sit with this family in person that has taught me everything that yeah. I know and yeah. I got to receive my final initiation and an initiation is actually it's like a meeting with the spirits and um, the elder will make an offering on your name and call to the spirits to come work with you mm-hmm. and it's really cool because the spirits they actually they do like an inventory and check you out like they want to make sure that you're not going to do this because of power Mm. or some kind of egoic reason because you want to show off to your friends like they check you out and they make sure that um you have good intentions in your heart oh wow Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and then you have you get to meditate and ask the talk to the spirits and and share your intentions and ask that that permission do i have permission to carry this medicine and and share it and be of service wow so it was really amazing i got to go to apu Coyoriti and that's the it's a really really high mountain in peru and um that lineage had taken their other relatives there to be initiated as well so that was cool to kind of share in that experience and to work with the people you know they are the most heart-centered people I've ever met, mm. which is really cool that my soul call, <laughs> called yeah. that in for my healing. Um, you know, for them to have something so sacred and, and precious, honestly, and powerful, yeah. and then be held within their family, and then they're like, and here, if you yeah. want to receive it, I mean, that's between you and the spirits, but I will give it to you. I will share that with right. you. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, I can't imagine, I should say, what would that what was that like to in that moment where are you ready or willing or able to receive it and the answer is yes yeah so 
it's interesting because for me, everyone interprets energy like differently, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I've learned through my initiations that there is like a telepathic communication and I hear messages. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm up on that mountain and I'm opening my heart and I'm asking them, is this okay? Like I'm here, I yeah. came all this way. Like, yeah. is there anything, am I good enough? You know, all yeah. those things that, that come up and I just heard like eternal cosmic laughter and they were just wow. like, yeah, we like you. Aww. We like you. We want to work with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a while to really let that sink in as truth, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. So you, you mentioned before that, you know, it called you, these heart-centered people called you and, and how, what a pleasure that was or how meaningful that is for you. So what brought you here? What, what parts of your life brought you <laughs> to this from your humble beginnings as a child, did you know you would be here now at this, you know, what was Looking that back, <laughs> I, it makes sense, but back, going back and living it, it didn't. For um, real, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a, it's cool that I have so much life experience because people can come in and share with me, you know, pretty deep, painful things and... No shocking. No shock value. <laughs> I mean, compassion, right. definitely, but it's just like, okay, like, I can sit with this because yeah. I've sat with this. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I essentially grew up neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, parents got divorced really young. I didn't really have any stability in my life. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that guidance mm-hmm. and things are really chaotic and dysfunctional around you, as a child, you begin to be resourceful, and being resourceful for me was drugs. Mm-hmm. So, um, throughout my youth, I I got really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really quite understand why. Now, as an adult, I can see. Yeah, it's called fight I, flight. I, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Freezer. Yes. I, it was a trauma mm-hmm. response. Yes. Right. Totally. Um, and so, yeah. So I did drugs and and alcohol I started when I was like 13 Mm -hmm. 12 but really like 13 and then you know at that point I just had so much unworthiness so any Mm. hope of like self-esteem had just Mm -hmm. been gone and Mm -hmm. so again you don't have that that love that guidance at home you just continue to suppress 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 Mm -hmm. suppress and so um, that's what I did. I didn't know better, and then I, I didn't have the resources to get out. Mm-hmm. And that was my life. That was one really long, dark night of the soul. Yeah. And um, it was your, I would say it was your attempt at medicine. Totally. It's yeah. so wild to see, now that I've experienced the most natural state of medicine mm-hmm. from the earth, how much drugs, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh... Distort, pretends. Oh, it's uh-huh. like the intimidate, Im- Im- impersonate. impersonate. Yeah, that's the word. that version of it. <laughs> like yeah. it's so wild. You know, I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. talking about, I think it was Gabor Mate. Gabor, yeah, yeah. Um, and how he talks about people that have used heroin. Like when everyone that talks about it is like, I finally felt the love, love. Of, the mo- of the mother. Yeah. And so, anyhow, throughout my life, I had tried to get my life together still didn't have the resources and so it just continued to get worse um 
I got pregnant when I was 21, and that was one of the most spiritual experiences of my mm-hmm. life. And it actually did give me hope that mm-hmm. I have a purpose and that there is something bigger than me. Um, yeah. But again, to be pregnant at 21 without resources, without stability, without self esteem, even, mm-hmm. um, was really hard on a very literal level. On a spiritual level, I trust and know that's a story for another time but I know deeply that everything worked out the way it was meant to be and I'm at peace with my Mm -hmm. decision Mm -hmm. um but again living in that moment that compounded trauma placing my son up for adoption was really traumatic um you know because he had my son was very well taken care of but and then it was like okay now how do I get my life together and I had nothing right and so that compounded and I didn't know and um super vulnerable to say out loud but within it was maybe a little bit over a year of having my son I I picked up drugs again Mm -hmm. I didn't know what else to do yeah and um that went on for a couple of years and I had you know it's addicts (laughs) I can't speak for all addicts but I can speak for myself I tried to quit Mm -hmm. like nobody wants to be in that right situation i would quit and then you would get so sick from withdrawing yeah. that you would use just so that you could like get out of bed right like that's how bad it gets right um so it got pretty bad it got really bad yeah it got really bad i was in a lot of unsafe environments um i can't believe i didn't ever go to jail wow yeah so which leads me into when the cool thing when I was still using, um, my mom actually started taking me to Reiki sessions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like those Reiki sessions that filled me with just enough light, just right. enough light. Just, and I feel like it started to like align me yeah. with my healing. Um, the fact that people would even sit with me while I was there yeah. in that space, you know, it was pretty incredible, let alone like yeah. Yeah. be helpful. Um, and I understand on a phys- I understand there's a physical part to the addiction, but I feel like when when we ask people to just quit, it's like so quit wanting to be loved. You know, if we talk about hair, you know, like Gabor, you know, it's like can you just quit wanting to be loved? Mm-hmm. It, our humanness, our our biological part of who we are needs these things in place and. Right, if you're not getting love and support at home, then you're going to go find the next thing that you right. can find right. with what you have access to. Right, that's what our society at this point has off is offering. The, the ideas and the preconceptions we have around addiction are 180 Skewed. degrees yeah, yeah. to what the truth is. And, and that... I, no, no child, no 12 or 13-year-old little girl would choose to do that right like if her own like right 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 that's like and I know that on one level I did choose it right right but I, my brain wasn't even developed no and I didn't I literally didn't know but it's a biological need for these certain things the, there's a biological Connection, need love yes. support yeah to it's, be it's seen biological matured. yeah it's not a it's not a choice it's not a choice I would really like to have that it's a need mm-hmm. and yeah it's a need and 
So what need isn't getting met, which then drives people to want to use to yeah. meet this need. Right. Mm-hmm. You started Reiki. So, yeah. So I was still using, and yeah. um, my mom would take me to Reiki on. My sister actually took me to my very first Reiki appointment mm. um, and introduced me to this whole energy healing world. Yeah. And it was like the missing link, you know? Like, like I remember... I remember still using, being sick, laying on the the women's um, massage table receiving, and I had my eyes closed, and I could see a figurine look at me and be waving. And I thought I was, like, like on something. tripping, right? <laughs> yeah. Seeing something, but looking back, wow. I'm like, no, that was, like, wow. to me, that was me starting to connect with the spiritual world and the guides yeah. being like, hey, like, we're here. Like, right. you're here, and, like, we're here. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, it just started to connect me with light again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really grateful for Reiki and mm-hmm. it helped build my spiritual foundation yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, and so that went on for some time and again, to your point, like people want to quit, but they can't. And mm-hmm. so I, I was there at that point of just like really wanting to quit knowing that like, either I'm going to jail or I'm going to die. Like, that's my reality, and I knew that, and I knew that. Um, so, anyways, there was one night I had been up for, like, three days, and I remember I was hanging out with my drug dealer, and I remember looking at him as the sun was coming up, and I just looked at him, and I said, I just want to quit. I want to stop. And he's driving me home. And then a cop comes, quote-unquote, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, is following my drug dealer, and we're a couple blocks away from my the, my, the place I was staying. Yeah. We'll just say that. Um, <laughs> high level. <laughs> and, um, and so the cops come. They pull the other two guys that I was with out of the car. The windows are down, and... I hear the officers talking to the guys saying, are there any weapons in the car? And then I hear him say, yeah, there's one under the passenger's side seat. And naive me, I didn't know what to do, so I picked up the gun. Like, I didn't grab it, like, to shoot, but I just, like, held it in my my hands to, like, take it. I I didn't even know it was here. And one of the officers, I heard the safety come off on his gun, and he's pointing it at me. And, yeah... So I understand that maybe on one level it's like, oh, no, like, to me that was looking death in the face. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it doesn't get much more real than that. Had Mm -hmm. I made one error of judgment, Mm -hmm. like, I very well could have been shot and killed. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyhow, so they ended up pulling me out of the, the car and putting me in the back of the, the cop car, and I started praying. Mm-hmm. I started praying. So I prayed for my family. I prayed to get clean. I literally said, like, the most surrendered prayer of, like, I will do, like, to God. You, you prayed know? for other people in that moment? What do you mean? Like, well, for your family? I prayed for them to come back in my life. Wow. I literally was wow. like, I God, I will do anything. Yeah. I'm so done. Right. Like, please help me give this up and bring my family back wow. to me. Wow, wow. And... Mind you, I had been up for three days at right. that point, and um, 
within minutes of that prayer, they let us all go. Wow. Which to me, I understand like logistically now that there are some things of like, well, I was on private property, da 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 da, but I think they had reason enough to like, I don't know, f- figure out the loophole, figure out what they needed to do to be able to search us because we were all riding with drugs on us. Right. Um, but you know, I said that prayer and I think my fate was changed because they were, they had the other two guys isolated and I think they were trying to get like a story and a confession right and like no one would talk you right. know um but anyway regardless of all of those factual things I said a prayer and they left mm-hmm. <laughs> and um within 24 hours my siblings showed up and asked if I wanted help wow so it's yeah. yeah it saved my life yeah and I love how, <clears throat> looking back on those kind of things, that's what I I come to grips with sometimes is, yeah, I can go back and I can rewind that and say, well, maybe it wasn't this, quote, miracle that it is. But then, <laughs> like, you know I'm alive. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's I like, die. but I, I get to choose to step into that scene and call it it. Exactly. I get to be the one that determines that was the, that moment, that that had power that that moment had power yeah and I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't shown up because again I didn't have the resources and come to find out I had a sister-in-law um who had been praying who to help yeah and she couldn't get my name out of her head for like a month and I think she tried to like reach out and I just I didn't even know how to like talk to her you know because I just was like part of me didn't want to even bring that negative energy into other people's lives like that just felt wrong to me yeah um but anyways and so then come to find out they had already been getting they had already been meeting Uh, like asked like okay like we have until august we have until august we need to figure this out we have until august to figure out what to do with ness and um august is when that incident happened and they were they had their like very last meeting Mm -hmm. and they had no idea the cops came they had no Mm -hmm. idea of that experience And I guess my little brother was like, wait, does Janasi even want help? Like, we're making all these plans to go and help her. Like, does she even want help? And it was like, well, we might as well just go ask her. Right. So. Wow. Yeah, it's like logistically, sure. And then, like, spiritually, like, they were definitely tuning into me. Right. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. That is an amazing story. I love that story. And so then from there, um, how did you... I got sober. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got step sober. One. Yeah, step one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that was about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and I truly think that Reiki was like my introduction. And then I just kind of um, let my path evolve until this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Cade reaching out and saying, hey, have you, do you want to do the Moon Aiki? It's shamanism. And I remember being scared, like, what's shaman? You know? <laughs> oh, what is this thing? And But, you know, he planted seeds in my life. And yeah. it was like, and it took some time to understand it. And then I studied with Danielle Bryan, who does mm-hmm. shamanic twists. She does um, medicine will mm-hmm. as well. And she's a beautiful, incredible teacher. And so then that was like the next evolution. And the medicine will is really beautiful because it's um a journey about it's so it creates a container for you to unwind and look at all of your stuff and claim mm-hmm. all of the gifts and mm-hmm. um be held in a medicine mm-hmm. space so that was like the next evolution after that and then 
it led me here and it was actually the the Neustas mm. that pinged me um, to work with the Apaza family. I had been working with another woman who gave me the right of the womb mm. and she talked very high level about the Neustas and I was like, ooh, like I felt that in my uh-huh. heart, you know, I yeah. was like, what is that? And um, she shared it. She shared it with me, but come to find out that like different families have different ways of doing it. Yeah. And um, anyways, I I had been calling that in too. I'm like, I want to learn the Nusta's. What is this Nusta thing and this Nusta medicine? And um, and then somehow at random, I think I typed it in on Instagram or something. And then I found like the Inca Medicine School mm-hmm. and looking at their page and it's like new stuff and like my heart just lit up yeah and it's it's the feminine it's Mm. healing with the feminine so so what what about this this modality this lineage that you have what what about it speaks to you what about it makes you love it you know what is it everything (laughs) um in the short answer everything yeah so many things their value system you know that they're family oriented community oriented that they include the earth you know we were like sitting in Peru and we had like a break and so we all eat snacks on the earth and we're saying thank you to the earth and we're connecting with her and Mm -hmm. um did you ask what I love about it yeah I love that like this path gives you permission to go slow Mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And not to say, you know, for people yeah. that want to be quick movers, right. like, love that for them. Right. For me, for everything that had been in my nervous system, like, slow. Yeah. Although, going through that deconditioning process to feel safe going slow was, like, a journey. Right. But that slow, that permission to really slow down and work with the cyclical nature of yourself, of nature I love that you're giving back that it's not just about taking like mm-hmm. how many of us have been taken advantage of and it mm-hmm. hurts yeah you know and so there's always that that reciprocity that's present I love the consistency of the lineage their teachings are the same it's been literally their lineage had hung out with the earth and studied with the earth and got all of these teachings that I carry mm-hmm. from the earth and then they kept it potent exactly how the ancestors did and so it's been kind of like feeding this really beautiful thing mm-hmm. with everyone keeping it kind of the the same and is make it passed it, down um orally is it an oral it is, is okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yep so mm-hmm. for thousands of years this isn't that wild that it's that's... wild like i've been making notes <laughs> like, yeah. i'm like i'm not there yet yeah. like you know um wow. but yeah it's an oral tradition yeah mm-hmm. and they're just starting to justify I don't know or the oral tradition as a, a way as a real life way of being being mm-hmm. yeah like it, 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 that sounds so strange but it like it's our western way I was of gonna thinking. say like it just it's gotta be concrete seem, mm-hmm. it's gotta be written down it's gotta be tested but to me that shows me and what I'm learning about myself and my own journey is that I don't trust it trust it and that's why I need to have the copy yeah. that's why I need to write it down so the problem trust. is not the thing it's the trust I think so. right mm-hmm. what if we just work on the trust because the thing is a thing is it gonna let you down you know what I mean like it's it's like it, but the thing is is that we have been let down like let's be honest we yeah, have been let down and that's another thing I love about the lineage true. 
Like, they are genuinely there for me, and they genuinely don't judge me. Right. They don't judge me. In fact, right. they're like, what happened? You need to tell me right. what actually happened so that we can right. really help you. Right. They they legitimize the pain. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't that a gift in yes. and of itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's exactly how the lineage has felt with me. Wow. You know, like, they literally are like, you know, they work with energetics and soul and spirit, and so they literally are like, call on us anytime you need. Mm-hmm. Right. And that and that moment in the back of the police car helped you realize that can happen. It you ex- can that literally little bit, it can happen. happen. You yeah. can it's like cliche, but like you literally can make you can change your life. Yeah. You literally can change your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when someone comes in, you know, how do you decide what to do in a session or things you know when people come to visit how do you know where to begin or what is the possibilities Some yeah of them, I know so endless. it's pretty cool because with this medicine um it's pretty simple mm-hmm. so generally it's like you've got we've all get a buildup of heavy energies that's why we're stressed that's why we're depressed mm-hmm. that's why we're getting sick because mm-hmm. we're holding too much stress or hard times in our being and so um Typically, every session with me is going to start with a cleansing Mm -hmm. and to get all that hucha, that heavy energy out. Mm -hmm. And then really from there, it's based on what the person is going through and sharing. And then also my own um, intuition. So Mm -hmm. the person can always choose. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's everything that I do kind of holds the same theme, just with different variations of like qualities of healing to Mm -hmm. it. So there's always going to be a cleansing and then a healing. So we may work with the the feminine nustas because it's that feminine nurturing energy, that Mm -hmm. loving presence. And so that might be what someone is really needing that day. Mm -hmm. Um, I also work with um, the chumpis. And the chumpis are like stones that get placed on the nawis. The nawis are like the Andean chakras. Mm -hmm. They're... There's a couple different variations that make it slightly different, um, but for the most part, it's in the same general area of the body. Mm-hmm. And those stones will actually, I'll be able to do deeper, clen- like a really, really deep cleansing mm-hmm. um, to get those that heavy um, imprints out of the different areas. So the different areas would be like um, your belly button area, which is like your connection to wisdom, mm-hmm. um, your solar plexus right um right by the rib cage and that's and the andean path that's connected to light and new energy and good times Mm -hmm. um new beginnings and then um the heart center right opening up and healing the heart if there's been a lot of grief or heartbreak or things like that that Mm -hmm. had been really sticky in the heart for a while of course that's going to cause health problems and Mm so um my using my chumpy stone i can scoop all of that out Mm -hmm. and it's while i'm doing that it's um, connecting to different elements and spirits to come mm-hmm. and assist. So I'm using that powerful energy of nature to come and kind of do that intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again with the throat, the third eye, they say in the Andean tradition that um, the seat of our soul is right here, like at the mm-hmm. top of our forehead. And so um, essentially, I guess my whole point though is like the noosas are cleansing and healing um as well as like ending with a blessing getting filled with light Mm -hmm. and then the chumpies is like a very deep um cleansing of the nawis the inner the andean chakras and then i can also 
um, install bands of protection in the energy field to help protect the energy body so that it's not getting sick continuing yeah. to take on all that heavy energy it kind of starts to act like a filter yeah um so that's another modality and then a lot of the times it's a disconnection from self it's a disconnection mm-hmm. from nature so if you're sick and or someone is sick and depressed and they're not getting better they're they probably need a soul retrieval they're yeah. probably missing themselves mm-hmm. i mean in the world that we live in mm-hmm. it you know, I'm sure we've all experienced some kind of variation of a soul loss. Yeah. And so, um, calling that, that part of you back and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, like, please come back. I want to start over. I mm-hmm. want to, um, work again, you know, mm-hmm. and letting that literal life force energy reintegrate so that you can feel whole. Yeah. Um, so that would be another method. And then another method I do is a Kuya Mesa healing. So my Mesa stones, it's like an altar mm-hmm. um, of spirits, of nature. And I have collected them from different areas with permission, with offerings, mm-hmm. um, giving to receive, right? And the stones actually are spirits themselves that represent the different dimensions. And so... I place them on the energy centers of the body. So we have like the top of our head, which is like right working, being ready to work. Mm-hmm. We have our heart center that is also a main energy center, um, loving unconditionally, staying mm-hmm. open. And then um, our third center in our belly, which is like our wisdom center, mm-hmm. connection to the earth. Mm-hmm. And those three centers to create, be healthy, and, and balance, those three centers need to be in balance. And mm-hmm. so um, using my Kuya Mesa, essentially, I can call in those nature spirits to help bring back balance. Yeah. So, does that answer? Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I, I'm just thinking, like, I, you know, to, to find correlation to it, like, I remember my mom. She was born in 1936. She's she's passed away now, but I remember her telling me when she was younger, her mom would give her a little bit of baking soda and put it on her finger to brush her teeth because my her dad it was kind of like toothpaste was hogwash Mm -hmm. like it was like that's that's like hooey yeah (laughs) and and I, I even gave my talk at the holders network about that like the germ theory and it's like you know and it's like so so I always remember that it's like when I'm thinking of these things to just kind of correlate them and say, you know, there, they might be something that doesn't sound familiar now, but right. It is. I'm, I'm definitely speaking a different language. Right. Yeah. But it, but when we can correlate it to, you know, like why do we take a bath every day? In fact, hygiene, right. right? Hygiene. Like this is emotional hygiene. When, when the, when the pilgrims, when, when the Europeans came to this, to this continent one of the things that was so abhorrent to them about the natives was that they cleansed mm. daily like that was they had their own superstitions about it you know and and so we look always we'll look back in throughout history in the back and think wow we didn't know what we were thinking then well it's not going to change today <laughs> but i mean like going forward 100 years from now it's not going to be like oh they had it that's when everything got figured out you know in 2022 everything was figured out like yeah, no. in, in this way yeah. and then and it, right. it's like we're going to look back and be like i cannot believe those people didn't go and have their wisdom centers balanced they weren't even aware 
that their wisdom that centers that or their option. heart center mm-hmm. or their their seat of the soul was out of balance. They didn't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Like, how would I even live without that? You know, how would I even move? This is what it's going to be like in the future. But yeah. here we are, and it takes us us types that are willing to to see the value in that, to be willing to define what's happening in a spiritual ritualistic and ceremonial way that's maybe not it's like the yummiest way so yummy that's the there's a reason why the other things haven't solved everything right and that's not to say like everything there's like a piece to the pie right it's a piece right um totally but we do have a spiritual self and Mm -hmm. it is very much neglected in this world that we live in yeah and so, of course, we're sick. You know, me yeah. being struggling with addiction, my soul is sick. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was missing my soul. Right. And I was trying to fill it with something external. So, right. nature is bringing back you yeah. <laughs> that is missing. And I love how you always call it your medicine. Thank like, you. I it love is. that. It's a medicine. I love that you, whenever you, I'm talking to you in a reference, you, you're like, well, my medicine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I don't know, I always just think that's. I love it. You know, you were talking about the times that we're in, and there's a prophecy called the the Pachacuti, okay. and it's the great turning over of time. And so, again, um, the Incas and the Peruvians, they had been so isolated, like, quote-unquote, again, isolated with um, the stars and the elements, and they actually were able to read destiny through the stars and through connecting with Earth and... Um, there has been prophecy that we've been going through a 500 year cycle of darkness and dark mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. which to me feels very relevant and what's really cool is that we're, everything is in a cyclical nature mm-hmm. and so 500 years of dark times means we're coming into 500 years of light, the return of the light and so it's really cool to think about how even energy healing for example that it's becoming a bigger thing mm-hmm. or soul level healing that's like the return of our own Light. So I just yeah. wanted to speak to that, that like we are, we have been in darkness, but we are coming into light and we do have a responsibility to claim that, to embody that, to do the healing work, to do the giving back, to come into right relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can learn how to come into right relationship with our um, environment, yeah. friends, people, places, wow. animals, trees, nature. Yeah. So the light is light. coming back. I love it. So how does this modality, how has it brought you to wholeness? I think it's slowly pieced me back together. You know, I think for me, carrying all those heavy energies, I identified with them. Mm -hmm. I started those voices in my head, like the inner critic and, um, Mm -hmm. It played out for so long that I believed it then. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think working within this path, it's allowing me to differentiate so that I can um, reconnect to my true self who has gifts, who is a being mm-hmm. of light, who mm-hmm. wants to be of service, who wants to connect heart to heart with others. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also given me permission to explore those places that have been out of alignment for me explore and take accountability and responsibility for those places that have been imprinted on me Mm -hmm. um whether by society or myself that are making me sick you know Mm -hmm. and 
there has been space to fill and heal, experience it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does wholeness mean to you? What does that concept mean to you or for you? Or mm. I feel it's a place of safety. I think it's a place to be and express all of who we are. I think it's a place of I think versus like suppressing aspects of ourself, we actually embrace them. Even the worst quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Ones that we want to alienate that we're like, get out of here, you know, like letting them come because truly I think that that's just a reflection of the pain. Like if you have some an not even an inner critic, but someone who's just a voice in your head that's so mean to you or Mm -hmm. so scared, like obviously something happened, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For you to take that on. Um, And so wholeness to me is being able to lovingly embrace all those aspects, to be your own bridge to your heart, through your heart, to those parts of yourself. library. Inside, you'll find tutorials, downloads, mini classes, and all sorts of streaming content for you on your wholeness journey.